Hi, and welcome to Super Anti-Aging Podcast with your host, myself, Steve Halpern. Well, before the internet, it was really difficult to source for the non-medical health professional to get health information. It was filtered through magazines, newspapers, occasional radio broadcasts. But original source material, the studies, were difficult to uh, get hold of. You had to subscribe or go to the medical library, and they weren't that easy available. Well, that's all changed today, for both good and bad, because there's lots of information on the web, a lot of science information, especially my field, nutrition medical nutrition. But sorting through this is a little bit, uh, takes a little bit of caution. Because right now we have um, an urgency to get information out, so lots of studies that would have been peer-reviewed are not. So the accuracy of the study. But it's always been my passion, or it's been my passion for a long, long time, um, to read medical and health studies. So uh, <laughs> I get to do my passion. And one of the interesting discoveries for me recently was aspirin. Oh, I've never been a big uh, aspirin uh, you know, consumer, unless I had a headache, and I don't have cardiovascular issues, so it wasn't on my list. Well, way, way back in 1918, when they had the flu, the epidemic, they were giving aspirin. The problem was they were giving too much aspirin. They didn't know the dosage. Well, aspirin is actually antiviral. It's anti-inflammatory, and it also has some... uh, preventive cancer studies behind it, colon, prostate, plus even breast. And so there's a whole rediscovery of the benefits of aspirin. And especially when aspirin is combined with fish oils. Or another additional compound we call resolvins. Resolvins are Actually, uh, fish oil EPA byproducts that are produced in the body are very valuable as anti-inflammatories. And I can devote you know a whole future podcast to resolvins. But basically, to say they really get to the key, which is inflammation. And if you do any kind of searches in health and cross-reference inflammation, you'll get research. And it seems to be the heart of almost any health condition, and especially now with the corona and uh, the cytokine storm, this inflammation, massive inflammation, especially in the lungs and then in other organs and 
Now we see it in, you know, it's rare, but we see it in children. I would caution parents to be very, very careful of Tylenol. The leading cause of emergency room visits prior to, you know, corona was liver-related damage from Tylenol. Tylenol depletes glutathione, the essential antioxidant that you need every second of life. And on the onset of any kind of infection, whether it's bacterial or viral, there's a strain on the glutathione system and the body, especially the liver, will tend to produce less glutathione. So now we have a child who might be for genetic reasons or we don't know why else not producing enough glutathione to cope with this infection and then what happens is you give Tylenol. Well, I assure you that the majority of medical institutions are not doing a glutathione blood test on these children or even patients that are coming in to see their glutathione levels which can vary from all sorts of reasons and we already know that oral glutathione can be absorbed Dean Jones almost I guess 14 years ago at Emory University showed there was an antiviral property to glutathione and there have been other studies on lung inflammation and glutathione and there was a headline in, in, in at least the New York papers that uh, a medical student gave his mom glutathione when she was in severe corona crisis, and she pulled through. And he attributes that. Well, there's good scientific reason why the glutathione could do what it does. How might you support glutathione levels? Broccoli seed, you know, Vitalica supplements. Put my plug in, VitalicaSupplements.com. The sulforaphane will increase glutathione production. Or the folic acid, maybe 100, 200 milligrams can also improve glutathione. Uh, Turmeric, curcumin, make sure you get an absorbable form of curcumin. Can also increase it and uh, certainly a healthy diet with lots of berries can increase glutathione levels. So getting back to my topic of aspirin, I think that uh, it's a valuable consideration. It might be something you can talk to your physician about or your health coach or your health practitioner. I think a baby aspirin, uh, especially if you have cardiovascular issues, might be a, a valuable addition. There's actually an aspirin gene blood test to see if you respond to, you know, aspirin. So that's, you know, I, I think given the times and, uh, you know, certainly the cost of aspirin as opposed to medication or other things that, you know, you might not be able to budget out right now, might be an interesting addition.
Now something as simple as <laughs> changing your routine. That was a nice study that showed, I mean the obvious, that changing your routine, new experiences were tied into improved mental health. And so unfortunately, you know, given the quarantine and given the circumstance right now, we tend to fall into a pattern. And changing that pattern can be very healthy. And so given all the bad news right now and the stresses, happiness could be a good thing. Well, so doing something different. On a more philosophical note, I uh, can see positive changes coming out of this. I, mean, I live in New York City. I see a lot of compliance, people complying, a lot of politeness. It almost reminds me of, you know, I'm a baby boomer of uh, post-corona or, you know, um, a 60s, you know, Robert, you know, the Kennedy era, uh, people being concerned. I see, you know, all sorts of uh, food banks and people visiting, you know, people who are quarantine, well, we might see something really positive out of this. And also the fact that you have to change your routine. As I said, change your routine is good, but it gives us time to think and evaluate what's important and uh, what matters. And, uh, you know, philosophically, our mortality, right? And so it's important that we uh, care about each other. I like the speech that, uh, and it's not political, I just like what Obama said in his presentation to the high school students about uh, a new era of, to this generation of caring for each other, caring for the communities. So that's my little philosophical piece here. Um, let me get back to you know, the premise of this podcast, which is super anti-aging, and the idea that we want super seniors, not vulnerable seniors, and it takes work. And it takes information. And there's no lack of information. I think as technology gets better and better, we'll be doing a lot of remote monitoring. Right now we monitor, you can monitor your blood sugar with a, a piston device that sends consistent blood sugar measurements to your phone. I think that's a great idea, I think. Eventually we'll be doing a lot of you know, uh, maybe biochipping where there's constant monitoring of biochemical processes in the body so that, uh, because we all have an individual, we have what's called biochemical individuality. And there are companies now that are doing a lot of gene testing 
I think it's a little premature, predictably, you know, for diet, for exercise, maybe vitamins. I think it's too early in the technology. We don't have enough information, uh, predictive information, because what we're finding is that it's only a small percentage of the genes that affect our response to food exercise. There are other factors going on, how all our systems interact. I think AI, artificial intelligence, is going to help put all those things together on our personal plan. My advice from decades of experience is listen to your body. That's the best tool you have. They did measurements, blood sugar measurements on different diets with different people, and they got different responses. So this whole glycemic index where you're supposed to uh, know that if you eat this food, it has a high glycemic index and it'll make your blood sugar go up. For some people, it doesn't. And we don't understand all the reasons. So it's very important that uh, you know there is no one diet. There is no right diet. There are only guidelines and rules. Obviously, eating a lot of red meat in my opinion, it's not a great idea. You don't want that iron accumulation. When you heat meat, it changes the structure. Not a good idea. I think we need to talk in diet generalizations. There might be people who meat's fine for. Okay. It might not be fine for you. And one of the ways, if you look at your blood test and you have high iron, it's not a good idea. You have you know, poor lipid profile, not a good idea. You might make some changes. So working with a health practitioner, a physician, from a diet point of view, you get your blood test, you see the numbers, you know the diet you're on, you make some changes, you see well, there's some positive directions in your blood test, and you know that works for you. So this idea that, you know, every, not every day, but, you know, consistently there's the new diet, the new diet, whether it's the keto diet, whether, you know, the gluten diet, the this diet, this diet, this, mm -mm. The general overview makes sense okay we know that eating greens and fiber and type of mediterranean diet is a good idea for most people and that's what we have to say for most people we can't say for everyone exercise is a given all right now What's fascinating is how exercise ties into brain function. Uh, for those like myself who've been exercising forever, <laughs> we know that. But if you haven't, get that walk in. Even a 10, 15 minute walk can, according to this research, improve mental functioning. So, um, 
hopefully <laughs> most of my listeners already know this, but get that exercise in. Okay. It's part of the job. The job of wellness. The job of staying healthy. I appreciate my listeners subscribing and sharing this to Facebook. I put this on my Facebook. There are lots and lots of these podcasts that people go back on different topics and look at. Uh, I'm also available for virtual counseling. People can email me at Stephen, S-T-E-P-H-E-N, Stephen Nutrition at gmail.com or at uh, Vitalica, V-I-T-A-L-I-C-A, Vitalica Supplements at gmail. So we have Stephen Nutrition at gmail.com, Vitalica Supplements at gmail.com. They can contact me. I can go to the website and see information on my, my favorite right now, um, broccoli seed, special broccoli seed that's grown here, processed here, that can help increase your production of sulforaphane, so beneficial for wellness and health. So I want to thank you for listening, thank you for sharing this podcast. Again, this is uh, Steve Halpern.